Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is May the 15th, and today is Friday. Thank God we made it to Friday. So I hope y'all had a good good week so far, and I hope this weekend that you off and you can try to relax. But let me get right into this word today. Today is state. Spending time along with me is essentially for your well-being. It is not a luxury nor an option. It is necessary. Therefore, do not feel guilty about talking about talking about me. Do not feel guilty about taking time to be with me. Remember that Satan is the accuser of believers. He delights in heaping guilt upon you, especially when you enjoy my presence. When you feel Satan arrows, arrows of accusation, execution, you are probably on the right track. You use your use your shield of faith to protect yourself from him. Talk with me about your experiencing and ask me to show you the the way forward. Resist the devil; he will flee from you. Come to me, and I will come to you. I will come near to you. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, "Now have came the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God." And the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brother who accused them before our before our God day and night has been huddled down. Revelation chapter twelve, verse ten. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which you can exhaust all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Ephesians six verse sixteen. Submit yourself to Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinner, and purify and purify your heart, you double-minded. James chapter 4, verse 7 through 8. So today it is talking about spending time with Jesus. He said, This is a session for your this is for your well-being. He said, This is not a luxury nor an option. It is necessary. Because I'll be trying to tell you that the devil is out there. He'll try to make you feel guilty of any and everything. He said this is not an option, not a luxury. It is necessary. So he wants us to get back into spending time with him, talking to him, worshiping with him. Just have a just get up in the morning, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes, get up and just start thinking. Just have a talk with Jesus. It's nothing wrong with that. Get up, get up like five minutes before you have to get up and get going or whatever and if, even if you don't have time to do it in the house because you're trying to hurry up get your kids get do it get, when you get in the car whatever you have time at in your car talk to Jesus if you have time at work when you're at work and you have an office by yourself take five minutes for all the rest of your co-workers may come in and have some alone time with Jesus just talk to him he said this is for your well-being because remember that Satan is the accuser of believer he will start making you feel guilty, especially, especially when you're enjoying God's presence. How you ever been be like, oh, I just love, like, everything is, you know, oh, God is good. You just having, this is having a good old time with Jesus. And then the devil comes up. I can remember um, when, like, I would wake up in the morning and me and my kids would pray before we all have to go to work. Cause I, like, I have to leave before they do or whatever. We'll just pray whatever I get in my car and here come the devil. I can't even get, I can't get halfway down the street, but here he come. This like, cause we be praying and just, you know, just having a good moment. And here he come, like this, here he come. 
just start throwing stuff. What if something happened to you? What if something happened to the kids? You know, whatever. It's all that type of stuff. And you know you're doing it. You know ain't nobody but the enemy. Because Jesus is not going to take no stuff like that. So, just remember that Satan comes kill. Satan comes to kill, to kill and destroy. Just remember that. He comes to seek who he made the vow. He comes to steal. He comes to destroy. He, he comes to do whatever he wants to do. He, he comes. But he said you got to use your shield of faith. He said, use your shield of faith to protect yourself from him. That's like, um, I can remember, um, I be telling you how I deal with anxiety or whatever. Um, I can remember, I get in my car, I just get in the car, just go to work or whatever. But my mind is like thinking, oh, Lord, I don't know. You know, my mind is going. And, and my, I can just feel my heart racing. Like, it's like racing. Like, I'm like, I want to turn around. I want to be like, I can't do this. I just want to I just want to cry. But I was like, no, I just say, forget this. I would start hollering in my car, I'd be like, Deb, you a you a lie. I would live and not die and tell the works of the Lord. Uh, I'd be saying like, I say, submit myself to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. I'd be quoting scripture, I'd be, I'd be on it. And before I have done before before I knew it, I have like basically calmed myself down. I'm like, I'm still kind of shaky, but I'm like, I just speak the word. And then when you start speaking the word, he gotta go, honey. He has to go. And I was like, and I was like, okay. You have to, I'd be like, Deb, you have no control of my mind. You have no control of my kid. I have to let him know because in my mind, he have he be trying to tell me all goofy stuff. But I have to learn because he coming. I'm not no different from nobody else. I'm not perfect or whatever, but he comes too. Like, I can be, I can be halfway, you know, just halfway to work or whatever. And I can just feel my body like, it just start, and I know it's just the enemy. I, I know people like, who she talking to? The devil. Because I be hollering at him and telling him he have to go, he have to flee. All the I saw a quote script, and before you even know it, your, my body has like really just calmed down. And even though I'm still kind of shaky after the fact or whatever, but I have basically calmed down. I'm like you is a lie, devil. Because he's talking about, oh, you're gonna die. My something's gonna happen to my kids, and I can't get that. I mean, he had all kind of thoughts. You know, just just thoughts that you a lie. So you know, he is a he is a liar. Just know that Satan is a father of all lies. And you got to call him out. You got to call him out on this game. That's what you have to do. Um, it say, um, talk to me about your experience. Like, when I be feeling like God, I be like, God, I don't want to feel like this. I, even though I deal with it, I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired. Like, I'm very tired of dealing with that. And I tell Jesus, like, God, you just, you just can't take this away. <laughs> you just can't remove this. But I know, I feel like deep down in my heart, I'm dealing with this so that way I can help other people. Because that's my thing, is to help other people to know that they are not alone in this, that they can do this. Um, I'm like, God, thank you for helping me get, like, even if I have one on my way to work, I'm like, God, thank you for letting me get to work. I'm, you know, I'm at work. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done. Just thank you for watching over my kids. I tell him everything. Um, and I tell him how I feel after the I just tell him, like, Lord, I hate when my heart rates. It scares me. Oh, Lord, I, I hate feeling like this. Lord, I just want to get in my car and just drive. Lord, I just want to get back to that point. Just get in my car and be like, <sighs> trying to cry. I used to, before all this had happened to me, I used to be able to get in my car and go to the store. My kids was not with me. I used to get in my car and be like, okay, I'm going to go take myself to the doctor or I didn't have that problem. Sorry. I didn't have that problem. Like I would just like get in my car, 
we'll just go to the store get them on call be like i'll be right back i'm gonna go hang out with some friends i can't i want to do that i want i'm not gonna say i can't because i know i can't i want to get back into that groove like i was telling god like god, i just want to be able to do that so just get in my car and i have to feel like i gotta call somebody for me to just to talk so i can get the work i can feel some kind of peace of normalcy or whatever i tell him that and you know hopefully i will be able to do that hopefully one day i will be able to do that and that is my that's what i want to do i just want to get in my car and just just drive myself to work or just go to the store but when i get in the car by myself i feel like the worst is about to happen like i don't know why i just i have to retrain my thought like i feel like the world is about to just cave in on me and i'm not gonna be there for my kids like that's how i feel and i I tell god that um i can't remember like one time uh if i feel so bad I call my kids, and I, my kids up here trying to get ready for school, whatever. I don't want to feel like I have to, like, bore, bore them with my problems. So I just like, okay. One time I had it so bad that I turned around in the middle of 1960, and I flew all the way back home. I was like, that wasn't, I was like, I was like at the halfway point to my job. Turned, turned all the way around, and I was like, I can't do this. I couldn't. I came back home. Why? Because I let the enemy defeat me. I let him use me because I could have did it, but it was just, I don't know what it was, but I couldn't do it. And I called one of my coworkers. They came and got me. Never told them what was going on because if you tell people you're doing it, like, oh, girl, you might be crazy. Oh, girl, what's wrong with you? I don't tell a whole lot of people my stuff because I don't want to be judged. You know, they. I don't want people to, you know, I don't want people to judge me. So they was like, what's wrong with I guess my car ain't on gas. Or is my car not acting right or something? I just say that. And they'll come get me. And I just like, okay. I just don't like a lot of people to know what's really going on with me. Because I know people, so they very judgmental. And I, I don't like that. I mean, you know, I know people have their opinion. But when I'm dealing with stuff, this is not a game. When you deal with anxiety, it's not a game. It's like your life, if you feel like your life is about to, it's about to go. It's like your life has left for your eyes. Like, okay. Oh, who's going to take care of my kids? You know, all, all this is going through your mind. But I deal with it. Each and, I don't deal with it. It's bad. But, you know, people always say, oh, Felicia, you probably need to take drugs. Or, no, I want to be Felicia. Uh, me and Jesus had this conversation a long, 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 long time ago. Back in 2014. Well, 2013, basically. Somewhere up in there. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to take nothing. And this lady told me, I can't give you nothing for anxiety. It's all about retraining your mind, controlling your breathing. Because when I first had it, I used to always hyperventilate. Like, like I, I just, like, I feel like I'm about to pass out. So now I'm pretty much, I don't deal with it. It's just like, only time it comes when I'm stressing a lot or I'm worried. Or I'm just, like, overthinking stuff. That's when it start messing with me. But I tell God about that. It said, ask, it said, and ask me to show you the way for me to, like, when I couldn't shoot, when I feel like I can't, I'm like, geez, you going to tell me to get to work or something. Something got to give. I tell him, and we get to work. And it said, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Come to me, and I will come to you. And when I start quoting the scriptures and telling the devil where he had to go, God is right there with me in the passenger seat, in the car, right there with me. And I, excuse me, I listen to, like, Tasha Kyle's. I just listen to God's me. And it's like, and at the midst, in the midst of the situation when I'm going through, I be crying like, 
I don't know why, but I just break down and start crying. Just thank God, like, God, you got to help me with this. You know, I tell him, God, you got to help me with this. You got to help me. I don't know. It is something, you know, I don't know. But I just tell God, God, you got to help me get through this. Because I just want to be Felicia. That's all I want. I want to be happy Felicia, which I am happy, but... The Felicia Protect can get in her car. I like, okay, y'all. I'm gonna go to the store. Anybody need something? Cause my, you know my kid don't like going to the store. Some of sometimes they like going to the store. Sometimes they want to just sit around. I want to be like, okay, I'm gonna go to the store. If y'all need something, come. I just go to the store by myself. I would know how to act if I was ready to go to the store by myself. Like, and I be trying to tell my kids I'm gonna go. Sometimes I go to the store. I just like I test myself. You know, I give myself some leeway. Like, where I stay, I go to the store, like, right up the street. Like, okay, I'm going right here. I'm just going to go right here and then go back home. Then I try to say, okay, I'm going a little further. Then I come back home by myself. So I get myself some boundaries, some, you know, just something where I can do it. Like, because I know I can do it, but it's the mind. Your mind will tell you that you can't do it. So I'm trying to tell myself I can do it because your mind will have you in left field. I'm gonna tell you this story. I'm gonna pray. Um, when I when it first started happening to me, when it first started happening to me, when I first felt like when I started first dealing with anxiety, uh, it was bad. It was so bad. Uh, I would go to school. I would make it to school. This, this, I make. I go to school. Every one day, I came back. I was getting ready to go to go. Come home. Because by that time, I was like, okay, me and my kids, I should be my kids at home, or we should make it there around that time or whatever. So I was going to be my kids home. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go home, start on some homework, you know, do what I got to do. And somehow, I got in my car. I was fine. Got in the car, driving. I was about to get onto this, uh, I was about to get on 31. That way I can go to the house. Like, it's like, 31 is like a straight shot to where I had to go. Get there. Then all of a sudden, my heart started racing. Started racing. I was like, what the? And it scared me because I was like, okay, I can do this. So I started pushing myself. I was like, I can go and make it home. There's nothing wrong. So as I kept driving, my heart started racing. I thought it was going to pop out of my body. So I turned around, turned around real, real quick. And I went to the gas station. I said, can you call the ambulance? My heart is racing real fast, which I didn't know what was going on. So the ambulance came. I left my car. I was like, give her aspirin. I'm thinking, well, you know, people say give you aspirin. They think you better have a heart attack or a stroke. No. I was like, Jesus, no. And I was like, thinking, I'm too I'm too far away from my kid. So the man was like, do you want to go to the hospital here in Kierkegaard or in Longview? I said, Longview. So he said, okay, they put me in the ambulance or whatever, hooked me up to the monitor and whatever. They was talking to me and all this type of stuff. So while I'm in the ambulance, my heart go up. My heart go up to like almost two, almost up to 200 beats per minute. Because my mind is rolling. Oh, who's going to take care of my kids? Who got my kids? My kids was little at this time. They was all of them still in elementary. Who's going to take care of my kids? Uh, I got to get to my kids. This mind was rolling. So that man said, ma'am, you need to calm your heart down. Your heart is all... It was beating so fast, the ambulance had to rush there. Like, you know, really rush there. 
So he give me, um, cause they thought they had they, he was giving me fluids and stuff. That heart still would go. That's so why he told me a maneuver, where like if you have to use the restroom, like you have to, like the BM, the uh, do that maneuver. I did it and it brought my heart rate down just a little, just a little. And then they, I got to the hospital. They put me in a room, whatever. They put me up to EKG machine to make sure I wasn't having no heart attack or nothing like that, which I wasn't. And then he was like, they was like, one all kind of tests. So they gave me some potassium. Oh, they gave me all kind of stuff. They didn't know my heart still would not go down. Still, still wouldn't go down. So this lady that stayed beside me, she brought my kids up there or whatever. I could tell my kids were worried about me or whatever. I was like, Lord, you know. I don't like this or whatever. But I was like, said, she was like, we'll take care of them or whatever. So I was like, okay. So at that time, I um, came in there. They was like, everything, all your tests come back good. There's nothing wrong with your heart and all that stuff. He said, I'm going to give you a, um, a catalog. Yeah, it was a catalog. Or was it something else? It might have been something. I think it was a catalog. Yeah, something where it brings your heart rate down. They gave it, my heart rate went down. And he said, I think you're dealing with anxiety. I was like, what the hell? You know, I'm like, what the, what is anxiety? So I did, I was dealing with anxiety. So I was like, okay. So he said, I'm going to do this. It's my heart, even though he gave me my heart, he said, I'm going to send you to a heart specialist. They're going to put you on a monitor. I have to get put on a heart monitor. And while this was going, I was like 30 something. Thirty something in my thirties. I was like, okay, thirty something with the heart monitor. So I, went, I did that. They gave me some medicine, got my medicine, whatever. And um, every time I felt like that, I had to push the button. I had to push the button. It was so bad that I couldn't even work. I couldn't even finish school. So I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do with this? So I would be like, okay. So I would just do what I had to do. So I, did, I couldn't finish school, so I dropped out of school. I was like, I don't want to do that. So I went to the heart doctor. I went to the heart doctor to do the stress tests or whatever, do what I, all I had to do. Went there, and I did stress tests. There was no blockage, no nothing. This man said, you were stressing yourself to the max. You were stressing yourself out. He said, I need you to start running or walk at least 30 minutes every day. Every day. So I did it. While going through this process, I lost so much weight. Meaning, like, he said, you know, you stop doing, like, caffeine, sugars, and all that type. I, when he said that, I never, me, I gave up tea, soda. I gave it up. Like, cold turkey. I ain't had nothing. But I noticed when I gave it up, I, my, my kids used to tell me, as I look back at those pictures now, my kids said, Mommy, you look sick. <laughs> Like, I looked this sick, whatever. I was like, whatever. But I was like, I didn't look sick. I looked the cute. Tell them, no, nah, mama, you was going through some things. I said, whatever. But as I look back at those pictures, those was like my worst moments. Like, I did look like I was going through some. I did look, I look like crackhead. But I went through that, and I was like, okay. Then they said, we we'll go to this lady right here to a psychiatrist or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I don't care. I go because people say, oh, you must be crazy. Oh, God must be punishing for this or whatever. So I'm thinking, like, Lord, he's, he is punishing me. That's why I'm having this stuff. So this lady, I went to her. She said, I can't treat you for anxiety. I was like, okay. 
She said it's all about retraining. She said there's no message for us. That's what she told. She said there's no message for us. She said all about retraining your thought and how to learn how to control your breathing, and exercising, and do different stuff. I was like, okay. So I did it. I did what would work for me. So like, God, I don't want to take no medicine because I see what medicine do to different people. I want to be the the happy mom for my kids. I want to be this person. So I don't want to take medicine. So God, you gotta help me get through this. That's all I told. So one day, I we did it. One day, some days I, some days are good days, some days are bad days. But we, I managed my anxiety. Like then I came out here to Houston, and I was like, okay. Then my anxiety was tested again because I was going through some things. I was stressing a lot, worried a lot. But now, since I'm in my own place, thank you, Jesus. Since I'm in my own place, there are some moments I does have it like. It's just mostly when I leave my kids or whatever. It's just that trigger. But it's like, if I don't worry, I don't stress, whatever, I have good days. I mean, I mean it had, my anxiety had got so bad to where, like, if I get up in the middle of the night, I used to be scared to get up in the middle of the night to go pee. Because, like, after I had pee, it's like my heart started racing. Like, I feel like the world's about to come to the end. Yeah. So, uh... I was like, I gotta call the ambulance. That's how bad it was. I was like, I gotta call the ambulance. I gotta, I gotta go, because your mind thinking, you thinking, your mind is telling you about to die. But I was like, I was like, telling myself, calm down, please, you okay? I tell myself, and then I talk to God, and like before I knew it, before long, it's like I have mellow out. I mean, like, like I'm calm, even though I'm still shaking and all this stuff, I have mellow out. So I just want to tell you that Satan comes. I'm not. He don't care who he is. Satan be coming. He comes to kill, 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 steal, and destroy. He comes to do all that. So, but God said, resist the devil and he will flee. You have to learn how to resist that. You have to learn how to put on the shield of faith. You got to, you have to learn how to put on everything. Ask God to renew your mind. Put on the full armor of God. Put it on because he's coming with those fiery darts. He is coming. I'm trying to tell you. He be coming. And you ain't know that. You say, oh, the devil don't come for me because I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. I don't care. Jesus, uh, the devil don't care who you is. He's coming, so you have to learn how to be like. <sighs> like I thought, like one time I'm gonna say this. Uh, I was like, because I was out there in the world doing what Felicia wanted to do. The enemy. So when you out there in the world, the enemy ain't gonna touch you. You, you living good. You living a good life. But when you start saying I'm gonna live for God, like really truly live for God. Yes, even though I was out there in the world. Yes, I did have problems with the. It would bother me, like it was like whatever. But when you start living for God, trying to do what's right, the enemy come in. It's just like, like what the word? I should just be, I should just live for the word. Then. You know, you just feel like that. But God is the God is want us to just live for Him. He's want us to spend time alone with Him. I mean, like even if you can't spend time alone with Him. In your car, in your house, go outside. When your kids are somewhere doing him, go outside on the patio. If you wake up early enough in the morning, go outside and just be like, God, I look in the sky and just talk to him. Hey, I do that all the time. My kids here, when my kids not here, I don't care. I just, I does it. Because that's like giving me my refresher. Be like, ooh, Jesus, thank you, you know. Um, and it's, I'm not ashamed to say it. I don't care who around. 
I call on Jesus, and I, t- I teach my kids, I don't care where you at, where you, who you with, you better learn how to call on Jesus. If the enemy try to come in, even my kids are telling me, so, Mama, the devil was missing my mind. I thought something happened to you. And I, I was like, why would you think that? So I, you didn't come home at this certain time. I was like, oh, I was in a meeting. I couldn't ask. Like, if I don't answer my phone, son, my kids be like, Mama, I thought something happened to you. I was like, huh, who told you that? It doesn't happen to me. I said, she said, I know, just the enemy. They tell me stories about that. And I know that because I tell them stuff, they know how to, when I tell them how to deal with the enemy, they know how to deal with it. And I tell my kids that so that way they know. Because you just can't send your kids out there, they don't know what to do. So I tell them how to pray. I tell them how to call on God. I tell them to do whatever I need to, whatever I whatever I go through, I tell them, like, okay, this is what I went through when I was young. I don't give them detail, details. I tell them about peer pressure. I tell them about everything. Because your kids need to know. Just like God tell you things, you need to tell your kids things. Like, when the enemy come in, you need to tell your kids, hey, the enemy come here, he ain't playing fair. So when the enemy come in, this is what you do, this, 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 that. And I always, I always go back to his word. Spend time with Jesus. Never get too big-headed. Spend time with Jesus. Never think that you're untouchable. Spend time with Jesus. I tell them all that. They was like, okay. They, you know, they teenagers. But they say, I know they probably like, well, what is she talking about? I tell them things because I want them to know. So, God wants us to know. That's why he made us the Bible. So, you need to read it. Spend time alone with him. He said, this is not a luxury. This ain't no luxury. And it's not an option. It is necessary. So, remember, it is necessary to spend time with Jesus. Okay? All right, let me pray. Father, Lord, I thank you for waking, thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for your mercy and grace is new it's each and every day. And Father, Lord, I pray that you, while we in this um, pandemic or whatever's going on in this world, that Father, Lord, you get us to back to where we start spending more time with you. Lord, this is not a luxury nor awesome. You said in your word today, it is necessary. So, Father, I thank you that you learn how to spend more time with you because the enemy is coming. He come in with his fiery darts and his arrows, seeking whom he may destroy and always come to kill, steal, and destroy. But, Father, I thank you that when we resist the devil, he will flee. When we, he will flee from us. And, Father, I thank you for your... Yes, thank you for who you are. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for your shield of faith. Thank you for your full armor of God that you tell us to put on when we go out there in this world. Father, Lord, I thank you for all you have done. Thank you, Father, Lord, that we learn how to just call the devil out when he comes in with those guilty feelings and those weird thoughts and stuff. Father, Lord, that when the devil comes in, Father, Lord, we know how to call him out. And, Father, Lord, I pray for anyone who may be dealing with anxiety, stress, or depression. Lord, let them know that, that, that you are right there with them, that you said you'll never leave them nor forsake them, and that you will protect them, protect their mind, and know that they are a child of God. Father, they haven't done nothing wrong. They haven't done anything for them for this to be happening. Father, I thank you for all you have done. Thank you, Father, for people that maybe don't have the money for food, clothes, Housing, Father, Lord, I pray that you make a way for them. Father, Lord, thank you to raise up, you that you raise up people to use that power and the ability to help those people. And Father, Lord, I thank you that that you telling us today that we start spending more time with you, that we stop getting so busy with work, with this worldly thing, just trying to do all this stuff. That we that you snatch us back and that we start spending more time with you. Just start spending time with you, and that's all you want. It's us to spend time with you because as you said it's for our well-being 
So I thank you, Father, for all you have done in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I challenge you to spend time with God. This is spend time with Him each and every day, whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Just spend time along with him. He just said it's not a luxury nor an option. It's necessary for your well-being. So I challenge you on Friday, May the 15th, that you start spending time with him. When your kids went, hey, if you even had to go to your closet, hey, I better go have a talk with Jesus. Give me give me some time. That's how you, I, I, I got to have some time. Learn how to spend time with him. I tell my kids, like I'm in my closet right now doing my little podcast. I'm chilling. Even though I'm reading y'all this devotional to this today, I get it. I, it's for me too. So don't think that I'm just doing it for my just doing it. I, every time I read something to y'all, I'm getting it into. I'm talking to myself. So just know we need to learn how to spend time along with God. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all have a blessed and amazing Friday. Be blessed.